Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Sings Twitter Podcast. I had to get my man on. Uh, Kevin Patra from the NFL Network, NFL.com. He's been one of my guys that I've, you know, we've followed each other on Twitter for, for years now. Um, I've always thought Kevin to be like the underrated, like unsung element. Every time he, he jumped on a podcast for around the NFL podcast, he was dropping knowledge. Just just not not utilized. I don't I don't get it, Kevin. Like you're you're Hey man. Some, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta you just gotta walk in the shadows. You just, you'll find the light one day. Don't worry about it. I, I'm not too worried about it. I love my I like my niche, you know. But Kevin's always been my dude, and it's funny too because I went I went to DM Kev to get him on the pod, and so just people listening, this is kind of like the Avengers. Like we have to gather our Infinity Stones one at a time before we have this mega this mega pod episode. It's just it's just so difficult with all our schedules. So this is just one of our episodes before we're able to hopefully do the mega pod one day. Um, but I was DMing Kevin. I li- I looked and I was like, man, we haven't DM'd since like 2018. Yeah. And then the, like the last DM was like, hey, like I'll you know you had you were out to Cali to to visit or something, and we didn't you know we were trying to touch yeah. base and meet in person, and it didn't happen. And the DM was like, hey man, next time I'm out in Cali, like we'll get together. That was two years ago, and I don't and I haven't been there since. <laughs> to be honest with you, I would have gone this year, but then COVID, like you know, can't fly anywhere. It just. But- just ridiculous man it's just it's just crazy but kevin patrick coming at you thanks for jumping on the show man we appreciate it glad to be here guys what do we got uh i mean first things first i think we i think we got to start with just the state of the nfl um you you live in chicago i know you're a long a long time lions fan so you kind of have the nfc north like on lock in terms of (laughs) Yeah. Uh, in terms of your and what you cover and your niche. But I mean, we have Matthew Stafford, who's on the COVID list. We have Garner Minshew on the COVID list. So we don't know if they've, the COVID list doesn't mean they necessarily have, right. COVID. It means they may have been in contact with someone who had it, what, what have you. And we have the opt-outs going on. I just, the more things are going on, I keep thinking like there isn't going to be football. And I'm trying to say this not as a pessimist, just as mm-hmm. a realist. Um, and if it is, if it does happen, just how it's going to be is going to be so unlike anything we've ever seen before. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, do you, do you think there is going to, uh, I mean, obviously they're going to attempt to have a season, but yeah. like, how is that? Do you think it's going to work? I guess is my question. I think if there's anybody that's going to make it work, it's going to be 32 of the richest, mostly white dudes in the world. Um, I mean, there's one non-white dude, so I got to say mostly. But um, I I think that if anybody – I don't think there's going to be fans. I I think I thought there might be a chance before, but now I don't think there's going to be any fans, and I think that'll be their concession. I I don't know that they'll 
come out and say that right away. I think, but I, I don't see if, if, you know, if Mark Davis is already saying today that, that the, 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 there's nobody going to be in that shiny ass new stadium that they just built in the desert. I don't know how you can have, have fans anywhere else, <sighs> but I think that they will. And I think that my main reason for that is because there are, are enough bodies, whether they're the right bodies. And I, I, this is unfair of me to characterize it as such, but there's enough guys who want to play that they'll find enough players each week. Um, I, I mean, I think you're going to go, go through a lot of guys are going to be on the COVID list, but these are, these are, you know, mentally they're warriors and they won't, once they're off, off that list, they're going to be back on, on the field. I, I don't think they're going to be afraid of catching it again and that sort of thing. So I think we'll have a season. I don't know how good the football is going to be. I think it's going to be real poor. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot of situations like you had in Detroit last year where David Blau is the quarterback for some reason. Oh. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of that going David, on. And like David Blau we're, we're, almost, almost beat the Packers week 17. David Blau put some respect yeah. on his name. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a real, he had a real entertaining first half of the Thanksgiving too. And that's about all we can give him credit for. That's about it. That's the story. Uh, but, but it is I, funny. Yeah, go ahead. I think that we're going to see the teams that can play their fourth and fifth cornerbacks and their fourth and fifth receivers and guys that are, have been in the building, those are the teams that are going to win. So I think depth's going to be huge. And I, I think – but I, I, to go answer your question again, I think there'll be a season. I think there's – these guys, it's shitty to say, but I don't think they care. They, they want their money, and I think they're going to do whatever it takes to get it. Yeah, I think that's the key point is the money. And, you know, the, I tried not to be cynical. And what kind of was surprising was the player player opt-outs because it kind of went against my cynicism. It was, you have guys that's really like, I'm going to walk away from money, you know, for take care of my family or, you know, for my mental health or for whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of surprising. But I think the majority, especially when you look at the owners, when you just look at the NFL, how they've, attack this whole COVID thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they had the NFL draft. They didn't cancel anything. They had, you know, free agency. They they went forward as if, look, we're gonna we know COVID exists, but we're going to try to manage it as much as possible. And that's pretty much been the NFL theme right. this whole yep. offseason. I think the season's gonna be just like that. What it and like you said, what it'll look like, we shall see, but I don't think they're going to stop football. I mean, it's just too much. I mean, the TV money, it's just right. too much. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's completely different than college too, where you're like, we can pay you to not go out to a bar and we're giving you, I think that's going to be the huge biggest thing that, that it's going to be the old guys, like who have a lot of money on the line, like legit a lot of money on the line, telling the younger guys who just got a hundred K dropped in his bank account for the first time in his life, dude, you can't go out right now because you're going to get sick and you're going to get me sick. I'm going to get my kids sick and I'm going to lose 30 mil, you know, I mean, like, cause we're going to close. So it's going to be a lot of guilt tripping. I think of, of the younger guys by coaches who already do that shit to begin with They're the biggest naggers on the planet and the older guys that have a lot of money on the line that if the season were to stop. That's a, that's a, we, and we kind of, we touched base. We like we had discussed this a little bit on Twitter, um, just back and forth, like in mentions. Just this whole, just the position, just the position, just the position that you're gonna have with the younger players and the vets, and you know, not not only from the kid aspect or the family aspect, which is obviously very important. Right. But absolutely. 
um, you know, I could also see it too. Like you have a team like the Saints who, you know, they, their mantra is Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust. And it's kind of been that mindset for the last three years. I could see a vet, you know, who who thinks that they are, you know, they are close. They arguably have the best roster in the league. Mm-hmm. Talking to these younger players saying like, listen, like we're so, we're too close to our goal to, you know, risk like an outbreak of the entire team getting sick just because, you know, one person makes a makes a stupid decision. Um Peter King reported recently that essentially the Saints have basically right. have created like a mini self-isolated bubble in a sense. Yeah. Which is not not that surprising considering that Sean Payton you know, was a big name that was tested positive for it in in March. Um, And it's, I think it's a little, it's it's super confusing in the sense of, and I don't know if it's just maybe the logistics doesn't work, but like, why hasn't this been a more of a thing, more widespread around the league? Like, I think I could tell you part of it. Part of it is some owners are cheap as hell. Mike Brown yeah. doesn't want to pay for a hundred and two hundred people to sit in a hotel that he's got to basically buy. Mm. For a I mean, in Cincinnati, like I think there's just guys that aren't going to spend that money, and the NFL is not going to mandate that they do right. that. So I think right. you have certain teams that will do that. Now, my, my I'm interested in that how that works because it's not mandatory. So right. if it's not mandatory, then it only takes one anyway. The guys that's not right. chilling there. So we're, we're, it still feels like a partial measure, and I I hundred percent agree with the whole we we need to just do anything we can to minimize like when people were mocking like oh you can't celebrate after a play okay yes it's silly we're hitting each other and we can't celebrate but you take as many steps as you can so I respect Sean Payton for doing it what he can I'm just wondering what it's going to look like so if I'm sick of if I'm sick of sitting in there for the first two weeks am I allowed to leave now am I allowed to skip out after I've been there or can I come later like I'm just wondering what it's looked like and it's only training camp so like I just feel like most guys are going to be like, I don't care if I get sick now because I'm going to be fine later. So, I mean, your Gardner Mishu's, your Matthew Stafford's. Now, we don't know about the virus, how many times you can catch it or what. Right, right. We don't know shit about it because nobody seems to know. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody Nobody. knows. So, like, but if if it were, like, I mean, the whole joke to begin with began when and you thought everyone thought you had immunity was the joke was that Bill Belichick already gave all his players coronavirus (laughs) so that during the season they wouldn't miss any. Um, and I'm not suggesting that's wrong or right. I'm just pointing out that it was a joke. Um, but like, I mean, if you did catch it now, I mean, maybe you're in a better spot than somebody that didn't have it. Yeah. If, I mean, if you had it and didn't, you know, you know, you weren't, you, you're not suffering any ill effects afterwards. If you just had it and say you got over it in a week or two and you're supposedly immune to it now, at least for, you know, Maybe couple of months they say, yeah. like we say, we don't know. <laughs> but you know, it's it's just such a crazy situation, man. I don't need this. Is I, I don't know how you feel as like a writer, but mm-hmm. this is the most interesting season. It's like the stories that are going to come out is just going to be nuts. Oh, I think once it gets kicked off, yeah, I think I mean, because everyone's going to be under the microscope. How many times are you going to see? I mean the Lou Williams thing in with the basketball already. And they were in a freaking yeah. bubble. So how many times are you going to pop on Instagram and it's going to be X, Y, Z player is that? And I don't, I mean, but the first man that came to my mind and it's not fair to him is Zeke. Like, <laughs> Oh, that, that is very fair because he makes a lot of dumbass decisions. So I'm just thinking like, I can't, you just picture like 
oh, he was at a club in Dallas, and you're yes. just like, what the? Yes, grabbing titties. TMZ's paying thousands of dollars for pictures. Grabbing titties again. Yeah, like come on, man. Like so, that's gonna be. It's gonna be a. I feel like it's gonna be a lot of that. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be a lot of that because, again. I respect these guys' mentalities because it takes some some different kind of level of mentality to get where they're at combined with talent. But it, the mentality to me is number one. And so they think they're invincible. So, I mm. mean, it's hard to tell a man with that kind of money and that kind of mentality what to do a lot of times. That's, so that's, a, very, that's, that's where a, the very, coaches are gonna be huge. a very good point of yeah. that, it, like, they think they're invincible. Because that's – I think it's an underrated point that mm, hasn't been brought up more because – if you've been around a high level athlete, like that is very like spot on the money. Um, I think a way that potentially the saints may have a slight advantage in, in the sense is that their head coach has already shown like, Hey, like I'm not invincible. And if there's one person that can use mind tricks or motivation or whatever, in terms of it's, it's Sean Payton is saying like, conveying the message like I got it in March like no one on this team is invincible and I think that's probably why some of the measures of more safety you know has been put into like the isolated self bubble Mm -hmm. or or what have you um but being that you you know your your stomping grounds is is in the NFC North I think the NFC North is in a very fast regardless of what happens in the season I think it's in a very fascinating state of affairs with just the teams in that division. Um, you know, the Lions are, are, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't even know about the Lions. They, what, what are the Lions, I guess is. <laughs> I mean, I think they're a Matthew Stafford injury away from being one uh, in 15. And for sure. Matthew Stafford not injury from, away from being 10 and six. So that's what the Lions are. I think if you w- watched last year, I mean, he they those first like six to eight games that he was healthy, he was off the charts. Yeah. I, I mean, and I know it didn't always uh, it didn't show up in the win column because they had a couple really shitty losses, the Green Bay loss, and they should have beat Kansas City if you know Carryon Johnson doesn't fumble at the goal line. They would have beaten those two teams that were both in the playoffs. So I, I think it, and it would have been a different season last year had they had David Blau not had to <laughs> take over. So I mean, I think it depends on for the Lions. It depends on Matthew Stafford staying healthy. But my whole uh, – well, I told somebody I was cautiously optimistic that if Matthew – if everyone stayed healthy, they have a good team that they could contend. Now I'm not going to say they're going to win the division. But yeah. what they have is a good explosive offense with Kenny, Hall- Kenny Galladay. And, yeah. you know, Swift could bring something to the backfield. And their secondary is better than I think people will give them credit for if Okuda is the type of player that all the Ohio State guys say he is. Uh-huh. Um, but – they're too thin, in my opinion, to actually do it. This is a year, more than any, that depth is going to matter the most. And I don't see the Lions. That was their issue last year. They had no depth, and I still don't see it. Um, like, I don't know, you know, their fourth and fifth receiver is not going to get it done. Their fourth and fifth cornerback is not going to get it done. They already have big questions out of the pass rusher. I just don't see how that they, the, the teams with that little depth, even if they have the star caliber talent, can win in a year like we're going to see. So this is gonna. This is not really the right. So this is not a fair question for me to ask it, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. So besides the fact that Matt Patricia is white, like why does he still have a job? Well, the the reason he got the job in the first place, because Bob Quinn and him were boys from New England, and that's that's the reason. 
there you that, go. <laughs> that that's the reason. Well, here the shitty part of it was. So Dan Bob Quinn gets the job in the first place, and everybody and their mother knew, whether it's spoken or unspoken, that he wanted to hire Matt Patricia. Now, Martha Ford, the previous owner who just stepped down, wanted to keep Jim Caldwell. I, she wanted to keep him, and she said, "If you want this job, I'm just making. I'm just assuming because that's the only reason to keep Jim Caldwell when you're having your keep when you're hiring a new GM. Why would you? I hate the worst thing teams do is have a new GM and keep not the same a head coach, coach or yeah. a new coach and not a new GM. Yeah. Just either give it out. He had his one. Get you know. Let's let's." You know, rebuild let's do the whole thing so now we're in a situation where he had to wait two years then he then they're just floating around in middling area which is pretty much the worst in the nfl you either want to really suck or you want to be good so i, I understand why they sort of she, she gave up her stance like we we might not be getting any better um but and he finally got his guy now to me it was like you should have done it in the beginning first off should have been the first thing or at least maybe one year after but it was predetermined anyway. It, it, Jim Caldwell was in an unfair position, put in an unfair position. Now, I'm not a huge Jim Caldwell fan. I think he's a solid right. coach, but yeah. his, he's one of those coaches that he needs good position coach. He needs good coordinators yeah. to be right. for, his, for him to work well. He's not going to do it for you. So, but that's the reason that Matt Patricia has a job still. And this is the year. I mean, she basically said, "You're, you know, you, you're making the playoffs this year, or we're, you're both gone." And that was what. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, I don't think they wanted to fire Matt Patricia and, uh, unless they were going to give, get rid of Quinn, and I think they wanted to give Quinn another draft. That's my mm. just speculative take on it. Mm. That's going to be interesting. Uh, and then, you know, with the NFC North, you have this whole drama with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, yes. With, uh, you know, Jordan Love getting drafted. Yes. And it's just, I don't know, it's just such a I, – I, I've been following Rodgers for so long, and he's such a great quarterback. And, you know, he's had his kind of up and downs the last few years, and there's this kind of haze over Green Bay that you never really see because it's such a, uh, you know, like a historic mm-hmm. classic franchise. I've never seen this sort of haze, just dark clouds just sitting over a franchise. So I'm just kind of interested to see how all this works out. I I don't know. I really don't know what's going what's gonna to happen, but, I mean, when you – when I listen to Aaron Rodgers on that little uh, podcast he did with uh, with uh, Kyle off of uh, Good Morning Brand, yeah. yeah, yeah, Kyle Brand. I mean, he just <laughs> he just sounds so annoyed. Like, right. he still sounds like he's annoyed since draft day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I understand completely where he's coming from. Like, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I understand why they took a quarterback, but why did they do it this year? Because right. – if you think love is the guy forever, I guess I can't hate on you for doing that. I'm interested. It's interesting to me that they traded up and did it, um, that yeah. they, they didn't feel comfortable enough waiting for it. Like, cause that's how you got Rogers in the first place. You'd think you'd have that sort of patience. I know it's a, obviously it's a completely different GM group, but uh, my interesting thing is they can't get really get rid of Rogers for two years without taking a massive salary cap hit. Yeah. Like right. Matt, like you were talking in the 20 million. So he's there for two years. What's the, the number one advantage of having a rookie quarterback is that it's they're the, freaking cheap. Exactly. For four, at least four years, mostly five. And then, you know, you can play the, fran- the franchise tag, or at least, you know, you can bring the cost down. But they're cheap for four years no matter what. That's why the Cowboys are morons for wasting. Dak Prescott was the biggest bargain in freaking sports, and you wasted it. Uh, but, like, and so you're going to waste two years of love sitting behind Aaron Rodgers because you can't really move on from Aaron Rodgers – 
unless you're willing to eat a crap ton of money. And next year with lower salary cap, can you really eat 20 million? I don't think so. So you're now, you're now you're sitting love for two years. So at the most now you get him on his third year and then you have the fourth year and then he's going to be on the fifth year. Your option. And then, it starts, then, then that's when it starts to bump back up. So it just, to me, timing wise, they must really, really love love. I, they have to, right. I, I don't, I don't get the logic behind it. Any other than that, because you know, Rogers wasn't retiring in two years. It wasn't like the Favre thing. We're going back and forth. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. There was no question that he was coming back for two years at least. And now you're, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. So I, I get, I'm not the biggest Rogers fan. I think he's a dick a lot of times for no oh, reason. Oh yeah. yeah let it go. Oh, let the chopper out. Let it, let it look, come on now. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a defender of his, but I get it. Like, there's nothing in the logic of the move that makes any sense. And that's why Packers fans were so like, what the fuck just happened? And I understand it. I, I, cause I can't wrap my head around the logic unless the only thing that makes sense is that this whole, like, you know, love eyes, dreams, shit. And like, they wanted their own guy because, you know, LaFleur and the GM, they're both newer and, you know, they just wanted their own guy. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Logic. I can't wrap my head around it any other way. I mean, especially because they came – I mean, they went – I don't think they were as good as their record indicated they were no, last year. they were not. But, Absolutely. Agreed. 100%. But they still went 13-3. and three. And, you know, I, I didn't – I still haven't listened to it, but according like according to Ryan, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers were just, like, at the TV, like, oh, we're it's about to be a right receiver. Like, we're going to get, like, additional yep. help besides, like, Devontae Adams. And it's like, nope. They he, could was, get he was just like us. Like, he was one yeah. safe fans, you know, trying to get Justin Jefferson, you know. <laughs> um, speaking of Justin Jefferson, we can make the transition to the Vikings. Uh, so, like, it, it seems like, I mean, say what you will about Kirk Cousins, but it's it's interesting to me that I remember two years ago, you know, Zimmer kind of felt like he was on the way out in, in Minnesota. Like, he was kind of like a lame duck and – and now both him and I'm I'm blanking on the GM's name right now. Uh, uh, Spielman. Spielman. There you go. Just got contract extensions. Right. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't want to go through that debate, but just in terms of stability from a team standpoint, obviously they they traded Diggs away, which I understood why they did that. They drafted Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, they're having this contract dispute or what have you with Dalvin Cook, but I'm sure that'll get resolved somehow, yeah. some way. Like secondary aside, they, they, they're still, which I'm, I'm not trying to not say that secondary is not important. They're still a, a good team and, a, and probably one of the better teams in the NFC North. They're certainly, yeah, I would, I mean, I think they're probably, I think they'd probably be the favorite if I had to rank it right now. I think they would probably be the most stable team. Yes, um, that's, the, and, that's a good word. And I think that I, you know, I like their pieces on offense. You have cook as the engine who can do it in the run in the pass and cousins, as much as people hate on him, he gets the job done. He's not going to wow you, but he makes most of the throws. And just because he loses in prime time doesn't mean that any other time he plays a game football game doesn't matter. Um, I, I think that he's, he's fine. And I do think that Justin Jefferson is kind of a key to me on that offense, because if he has rookie struggles and we've seen, we've seen wide receivers struggle as a rookie uh, and, historically. Yeah. And Ryan and I have hit on this, like, this is such, 
gonna it's gonna be a hard year on all rookies, but I couldn't imagine being a rookie wide receiver coming into what it's not quote unquote training camp, but it's not really right. a training camp. And yeah. then you're learning an NFL offense, like it's gonna be tough on rookie yep. wide receivers this season. I will say it I think it at least he has an advantage because he came from a program that had switched offenses and they had yeah. a more of an open right. style passing offense. So I will say he has an advantage from that to where somebody coming from, I don't know, Stanford or Michigan or Ohio State yeah. might have a little bit, you know, harder time transitioning. Uh, but so I think he has that advantage, certainly. Uh, but I think just the way their team lines up on offense, if he struggles, I just Tajay Sharp doesn't do it for me, really. I mean, we've seen he couldn't even crack the rotation in Tennessee. So I, I just don't see where they get it. And I, they have a lot of losses on defense, but I think that I, I stand kind of where the Vikings organizationally stand that you trust Zimmer to cover up a lot of that shit. You trust right. Daniel Hunter is going to be a monster at, at the pass rusher. So you're not too worried about, uh, you know, losing other, other sides of it. Um, so I think they'll have enough and they, you know, Barr's still there. Kendrick's still there. Harrison Smith is still on the back end. I was actually surprised that they franchise tag, Anthony Harris because I didn't think they would have spent that kind of money in yeah, on one player. That was um, that was surprising. But keeping those two together, I think that really uh, opens the door for what they can do in the secondary. Uh, I think he, you know because he he's going to trust those guys. So if they t- take a little more risks with the corners, I, I think that that's what their game plan is. Um, so yeah, I think that this the Vikings would be my pick to win the division today if I had to make it today. I mean. You know, two players go out with COVID and who knows what the hell happens. But if I had to today, I think that they're the most solid and they have they have pretty solid depth other than receiver. Uh, and, you know, who knows about their offensive line, but you could say that about, uh, you know, more than half the teams in the NFL. You know, it's kind of crazy with the Vikings, how, how they've become kind of a, a, a low-key rivalry with the Saints. Oh, yeah. You know, they had to. You know, they knocked the, knocked the Saints out of the playoffs this past season. Surprisingly to everybody else. Did you guys else. come down on the on – the, it was a pass interference, but they didn't call it side? It was, it was but by that point, yeah, I just yeah. I just was, like, kind of <laughs> yeah. done with it. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't even got to that point. So, I just – it's not like right. the uh, – it's not like the nine call from the year before. Yeah, like, sure. I was just like, oh, well, I mean, the way the refs did last year, it was like – Right. You, know, you just couldn't even be surprised at that point, you know. But, uh, I mean, I was just more pissed about just the Saints in general, how they played. Uh, just, yeah. You know, just when they came out, they just looked flat and unprepared and all that stuff. But then you had, you know, the Minnesota Miracle a few years ago, uh, years, you know, the Saints Super Bowl year, you had, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Bounty Gate beating oh, up yeah. on Favre, mm-hmm. you know. So it's kind of fun how this kind of become a mini, mini rivalry. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I think the Vikings are all right, man. I, I wouldn't surprise, but that's secondary though. Oof. I don't like, know, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're they're counting on that that rookie uh, Gladney. They're, yeah. I mean, they're basically like I said, they're counting on Zimmer to be like, all right, Zimmer, be Zimmer, and yeah. fix cook it. it up. Yep, cook it up. Um, my favorite team in the NFC North, <laughs> my, my our old fan, old friend Ryan Pace with the Bears. <laughs> what up? A- I have a lot of thoughts on Ryan Pace. And I get none of them because I want to keep my job. 
<laughs> we have we we I don't know what what it's about Ryan and our podcast that that brings that out of people where that's a line that they consistently say. Um, I I don't even know I don't even know where you start. Like I feel like he's taken, you know, since he's gotten there, he traded for Mac, he got all this acclaim, and then the Bears' defense became legitimately dominant, mm-hmm. legitimately dominant. And then they had the whole field goal, whatever. But, let, I mean, let's just be real. Like, the thing that's been holding this team back has been the decision that Ryan Pace made in the draft when he drafted Mitchell Trubisky over Mahomes and over Deshaun Watson. Um, and yeah. and it, the team is still – like, it may sound like hyperbole, but I truly believe that that draft decision is one of the top three worst ever made in the NFL – and the team is still suffering ramifications from that pick. Like, oh, we're trading for Nick Foles. Like, they still right. don't have an answer. Doubling down on a mistake. But, yeah. Like, you're, you're not only trading for Nick Foles, and then you're guaranteeing his contract, basically. I, like, 20 million of it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, why, why do you think that Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Cam Newton or Jameis Winston? I don't – I mean, yeah. He might be more uh, a known quantity, but that's not what's going to win on, in your offense right now with the players you have right now. You need a dynamic quarterback, not one that's going to sit there and take a hit and maybe throw a deep ball to who at this point is on your – Ted Ginn, your guy? Like, I mean, like that's your guy, like, that's your guy now? One of, like, your five, one of their five tight ends that they have? Like a... Yeah. Oh, he's got, a, he's got a black hole for tight ends. It doesn't – why are you sign- – like, Jimmy Graham, to me, is the, is the number one – like, what, what are we doing? It's, it's almost the equivalent <laughs> of Bob Quinn signing every old New England Patriot player. It's yeah. like, what are, why – can you just get out of your own head for one minute and not be an asshole? Like, what, like, why are you signing Jimmy Graham for any guaranteed dollars at all? He can't run. Yeah. He can't move. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> It's not 2008. Yeah, it's it's a sad sight when you look at it too. It's like, oh my God, Jimmy, what happened? <laughs> and, yeah, but you I know, feel bad for the guy. But it's yeah. not. I mean, he can't he can't move anymore. It just doesn't have it. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, I think in reality they got Nick Foles because, you know, Nick Foles is not that alpha male type that's going to come in and be like, I'm this is my locker room. I'm about to take it over. Cam Newton would have been that guy. Jameis Winston would have been that guy. And they know Mitch Trubisky, who, you know, reportedly, you know, they wanted to turn the TV sets off in the, in the gym so, <laughs> so he didn't see any bad press about him. You know, he's just, you know, they, they, they're just still trying to protect him, you know. And I, I guess I understand that, but, man, that's, a, that's no. just a sad state to be in right there. I just like you're, like I said, you're doubling down on a mistake. And then, yeah, sure, you're coddling the guy, but you're still going to replace him. So what's the point of coddling right. him if you're going to replace <laughs> yeah. him anyway? Replace him with a cheaper, better option. Like, if right. you were going to do that, to me, Cam would have been the perfect guy. Like, first yeah. of all, everyone in Chicago would have wanted him. Wanted him. So, like, he basically could have been like, hey, you want the guy? Yeah, let's go. We'll sign him for sure. And then if he, if he gets hurt, then you're like, well, the Mitch, is, Mitch has got a shot again. But, well, I, don't see the, I didn't see the downside in that. Like, you, could, you have an upside where you're a playoff caliber team if Cam's healthy. And the, the other side is he gets hurt again. And then you're, you can let your guy get one more shot with a great defense because they still do have a really good defense and Robert Quinn yeah. is going to be a beast on the other side uh, yeah. from, from Mac. So I, they do have a really good defense still. 
Um, but the offense is just an absolute mess. Um, that's 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 our guy, Ryan Pace. I, like, <laughs> like I'm he, not a- like I don't remember what he. I don't remember how he came up in New Orleans, frankly. So, like, did he just pick all the defensive players and, and Sean got to pick all the offensive players? Because it seems to me that he can't figure out a good offensive player from a shitty offensive player to save his life. The only one he got right is Ray Allen Robinson. I, I, yeah. I even felt – I mean, I'll speak on it and I'll let Ryan speak on it. I always felt that even in his time with the Saints, like, he was overrated. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it was just – the times at the times they were picking players and they were just working out just scheme wise. Um, but like, there are some play like Martez Wilson, that's round three. Like that, that's a, that's a Ryan pace pick. And I kind of made the joke that when they drafted Leonard Floyd in the first round of the year that they drafted Leonard Floyd, like they basically like, they're the same player. Like yeah. he, he has a type, I guess you could say. And he right. hasn't really, he hasn't moved from the type of player what he, he looks in. So I've always felt he was overrated and his draft classes were overrated when he was with the Saints. And I know that, and maybe it's just the infinity, uh, you know, that they have for him, but like Saints media were like, Oh God, like Ryan Pace is now a GM. Like he's yeah. loud. like, I oh, was like, goodness. I was like, uh, okay. Have y'all, have y'all seen the Saints drafts? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. And yeah, and it's like, the way the Saints draft, I mean, Mickey Loomis, he's the, you know, quote-unquote GM, but he's more of, like, the consensus builder. Right, so he right. he kind of brings in all the smart guys and then just try to mesh it all together. But, you know, Ryan Pace, he was the guy, you know, he was the, uh, you know, Jeff Ireland, the way Jeff Ireland is now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Sean Payton has his picks. He's just the head coach. He's the, you know, the offensive guru. So if he has, like, a guy that he wants, he's Brandon Cooks or whatever, Kamara, you know, Kamara yeah, in the Kamara, third. Right. He's going to get his guy regardless. But other than that, you know, Ryan Pace would have – and Ryan Pace, he just had a lot of misses. He a likes lot of them. High, he likes high upside, you know, freak athletes and kind of ignores the tape uh, and just goes off that athleticism and hopes the coaching staff could just coach it up, which is just not the case all the time. Sometimes it's just not good football players. Yeah. And uh, and offensively, you know, I mean, obviously that was mostly Sean Payton's round, like you said. So, you know, if, you know, Sean Payton and his group would X out a player quick if they didn't see him, uh, you know, contributing, you know. So if uh, Chicago, I don't know what to say about him. It's, it's, it's a tough road, but it's going to be like tough for like the next year or two, at yeah. least. <laughs> I feel bad for Allen Robinson, man. That guy needs to get yeah. paid. Oh, man. He's so... I'm telling you, it, it was so frustrating about the Bears is you can't even evaluate like no. the, uh, the <laughs> wide receivers because of the quarterback position. So you don't even know what they really have. They could have some decent wide receivers, but you just don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson, what he's doing with what he has is, right. is, impre- is, is impressive. You know, he went from – I mean, imagine that. Imagine that as a career. You go from Blake Bortles to <laughs> – Mr. Trubisky? I feel bad for that man. I tell you, he needs to get paid because he deserves a lot better than he's gotten in the NFL. Surprise, this man had to snap during the game and just started just throwing hands. <laughs> just, just, just I'll pull, pull, a, a, pull, a, pull a Vontae Davis like this. Yeah, just something retired half the. <laughs> the, game, the game ain't in me no more. Um, So uh, I, would, I, I would be remiss if it, we didn't ask you what your thoughts were 
on on the Saints coming into the season. Uh, they added Nigel Nigel Bradham for wide receiver depth. They signed Benny Fowler. They got down to their eighty. Um, released quite a few. Not I mean they released some some names that people were like, oh, what, whatever. Um, thankfully, Tommy Lee Lewis isn't on the team anymore, but I'm sure he'll, <laughs> I'm sure he'll bounce back up really quick from it. Um, but just what your thoughts are for the, for the team going into the upcoming season? I mean, I think that they have every advantage other than not, get, not getting fans in the stands. That's an ultimate advantage, I guess. But I think, I think they're the, the team to beat in the NFC. Um, I think the NFC West is just going to pummel each other and not that, not to say in the South isn't, isn't, isn't as, isn't good as well. Cause we don't, but we don't really know what Tampa has, um, yet. And I don't think they're going to know. And I think that's another thing. I think that week one game, and I know Ryan made this point on Twitter that they haven't shown up for a week one game in about 20 years, but, uh, I, I do just the fact that they have played together and Brady hasn't. I mean, he's done the stupid let's get together at a high school field, but yeah. like, that's not the same. And I think that, that the fact that the saints have a lot more continuity is an advantage and to have that to be a division game. So if you had played Brady's team in week four, I think you're playing a different team than you're going to play mm, in week one. Yeah. I think, I mean, you look at historically at the Patriots and those Brady teams and, and maybe this was more Belichick and we, we might find out, but uh, they, they always, you know, hit or miss in the first, month and then figure it out right you're you're testing you're you're probing and usually you don't have that many division games well they kind of flipped the script a little bit this year when they did the schedule and they put some more more division games earlier than I remember uh so to to start off with that game off the bat I think is going to be big for that division so I think they have the I think they have the leg up there and like with the NFC West beating each other up because I just think that that's going to be one of those things that the three best teams, and I, I don't think the Rams are among them, uh, are – I think they're, I think the Cardinals are going to be one of the upstart teams that if you're not paying attention, you were like, what happened? Uh, but if you're paying attention, you're like, yeah, I can see that. Man, that I, – I, I, I'm, so I'm all in the Cardinals Kool-Aid, but, man, that defense still – I don't <laughs> – Yeah, but I like uh, Simmons. I like – you know, you still have Chandler there. I, yeah. I just think they have some pieces. And, you know, Patrick Peterson isn't – Here's the thing. I had, I, and, and I, I, you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Saints fans have gotten on Montreal Lattimore for he's not as good as he was as a rookie, blah, 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 blah. And everybody wants every cornerback to be freaking Deion Sanders and Darrell right. Revis. And it's yeah. the har- hardest position to play in the NFL well, other than quarterback. It's, it, to so, me, it's like, the hardest position to play perfect. all of sports. Like, I, it, it is insane how hard it is to play quarterback. Especially in today's NFL where, you know, they got every counter to this and – that and they're they're passing the ball way more like how do you expect the guy to be on the money every single play so I think Patrick Peterson he's gonna I think honestly I think he's gonna do the whole Richard Sherman thing where Richard Sherman looked kind of toast for a year and a half and then he he's back a little bit uh so I think I think you're gonna see that from Patrick Peterson a little bit too I I think he's gonna come back into his own after he was kind of he was suspended to start last year and it just never meshed uh I think their coordinator is a little bit more question to me than than any but anything else that than the actual talent on the field so which vance joseph from denver yeah, yeah, the yeah coordinator i just don't i mean it's a very bland system but i, I yeah. think they're going to be better so but i mean you asked about the saints i think that they it they have the most depth and 
I'll set it for the third time. The teams with the most depth have a huge advantage. They have it every year, but this year I think it's going to be massive. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if the season happens, it's going to be interesting because I'm like, I'm pretty like 90% sure this is Drew Brees' last season. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he came close to it. He really did come close to it this, you know, this past offseason to retiring. So I really think this is kind of it. Like, this is the last ride. And, you know, I mean, it's rare that you see the last ride come out, you know, with a Super Bowl championship. Right. You saw it, with, saw it with Peyton Manning a few years ago. And they basically just had to, like, carry him downfield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, hey. And it might, that might be the case with the Saints. But they have, you know, they have Taysom Hill. They have Jason, Jameis Winston. Well, so, you'll know I mean, how Sean feels. You, you'll know how Sean feels about it because he, of how many uh, reps uh, Taysom will get at quarterback if he doesn't trust yeah. her. To, just gonna add, add more and more. Yeah. And, oh man, don't measure that because I mean I understand why they canceled preseason, which makes 100% sense. But I just wanted to see Jameis throw the ball in the Sean Payton offense so yeah. badly because I just know Sean Payton was going to see it and be like, "Ooh, yes." <laughs> <laughs> I like this, you know. I, I could, I just really love it. He's gonna see it in practice, but you know, it's nothing like a football game, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's just fascinating. Like we're, we're in August. Training camp supposed to start with padded practices, quote unquote, on the fourteenth, and then football supposed to be here, like what, in a month and like a month and a week on away, and <laughs> it's just absolutely insane to me, like. <laughs> I can't. Just start. You just play games, man. I, 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 I guess. Like, I, here's what. Here's what. Here's what I think is funny. All these. All these coaches who have been. Like, well, we don't do it in college. Yes, but there's there. Those teams in college, the good teams are starting out with, you know, our lady okay. of the summer, it, uh, and week one and two. Like they're not playing. Like every once in every four years, a team will, uh, you know, Ohio State will play Alabama or something like right. that. Like that's it, that's rare. Most of the time, it's Cupcake City. So this is not – I mean, this is the d- completely different. Like, you know, you're going to give away two games, and, you know, if those are division games, you're, you're, down, four, you're down three games, two and a half games. So, yeah. Any other – I mean, we kind of stood and stuck with the, the NFC. Um, how does – you know, we can kind of take a peek into the AFC. You know, besides the usual Ravens, um, Chiefs, love which they, they deserve their love obviously um anyone else in the afc that that has your eye or that you're just interested i'm interested in denver um i, I liked what drew lock looked like at the end of the year um yeah. if he progresses i mean this is always like a five game sample it's too small to make any judgments to be honest with you but if he continues okay. at that place but, and then they get they get film on him and maybe he struggles because they figured out what he's doing but like he's got a cannon he seems to have like this like cocksure attitude about what he's got. They just gave him a shit ton of weapons. My yeah. issue with them is their right tackle. Just, yeah, he, he yeah. just opted out and he then Garrett, opted out and Garrett, and Garrett Bowles. Bowles is the other side. So he might oh. be smothered and it might kill all the optimism. But I do like it. And you know, if Bradley Chubbs comes back, him and Miller on the on the other side, mm. and you know they lost Chris Harris in the back end. But I think you know AJ Boye fills that hole well enough. And Jarrell Casey for a seventh round pick was a freaking goddamn steal. And anybody who doesn't watch, he didn't watch Tennessee the oh, Titans play the last four or five years. You missed. Man. I mean, he is a beast in the middle. And I a beast. 
I'm so, so I'm so glad you brought that up. I completely forgot about that. Like that was such a steal. Like that was crazy, man. And I, I, it, it, I mean, I understand that. Was it is it Simmons that they drafted in the in the draft? Tennessee yeah. draft. Like he yeah. like I understand like he blew up last year, but like I didn't understand the rush, especially for a team that just went to the AFC Championship. I didn't understand the it, rush. It was money. It, it was I, money. I mean, I get, I get that. that. Yeah, that's the only reason they – I mean, I guess nobody – like, literally had to be nobody else wanted to take on that contract because that's the only reason you get a seventh right? Because somebody yeah. would – talent-wise, he's worth way more than that. So, like, talent-wise – so it's just the contract. And I'm assuming they were looking at the Derrick Henry deal and being like, we've got to do something to yeah. have yeah. a little bit more money here. And that, and then they and they liked Simmons. So I think, I just think that that for John Elway, I feel like he goes every four or five years uh, off in the wilderness and has a <laughs> shitty, shitty time, and then he comes back and just hits two home runs, and then the and they're good, and every all the Elway lovers forget about all the shitty time he brought put him. That's through. a great analogy regarding John. <laughs> we're like spot on. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm high. I, I'm not going to say I'm high on July, but the little bit I did watch of him, I watched him on Game Pass a while back. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, look, you can't make huge judgments about it, but that's all you got. And we've seen a lot of rookies play five games and it looked horrible, like right. absolutely horrible. So, I mean, that's all you can go of. So, I'm, I mean, I'm interested I mean, to see where they go. If, if Jerry Judy is as good as he was in college and as Man. good as we think he can be, him and Cortland Sutton, I mean, that oh, yeah. is a pair of wide receivers I, and, I just, I and, really KJ, like and yeah. KJ Hamler and Noah Font fan like oh, right. and they they signed oh the Chargers running back uh Melvin Gordon like they yeah. have they have an offense right yeah. if they can block <laughs> <laughs> now I brought up to Adam earlier uh I'm just I'm not high on the Jets right now I mean no, I don't know, know why anybody would be. CJ Mosley, he opted out. You know, they got rid of uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, I mean, the, the the offense still looks stale. Adam Gates, I'm not a fan at all. Ugh. Man, it's just, it's looking like they're going to be picking like number one and number two. Yes. And I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah, but if that happens, obviously Sam Donald won't look good if they go that, you know, if they lose that many games. So it's like, damn, he's going to be like 23. He's going to be like 23 years old and he could get cut, you know? And well, that's just unfortunate, but that would be the reality if they did pick that high because they'd be in a sweet place for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Right. And, you know, it just makes 100% sense. But it's like, geez, like, that is just a nasty situation there. I don't understand why they brought back Adam Gase. This is another thing. Let's say they hired a GM halfway mm. through last year or whatever it was before the season started after the draft. So now you hire this guy and you keep, I don't, it, whether they just didn't want to pay a coach to, to coach for three, to not coach for three years or whatever it was, you only give him one year. But I, again, I don't understand why you're having a GM and then you, you just don't start over with a new coach with a new GM. It's, and I, I don't know what CJ Mosley's thought process was obviously, but it doesn't seem, it seems to me that it can't be coincidence that they traded their other best defensive player and then, the next one drops out like no it's just like not worth it yeah I'll, I'll i'll check check me on the next go around because yeah. like how, how is it it just doesn't feel coincidental to me that in this situation he looks around and is like i'm gonna put my body on the line for this nah, for this, for this yeah. guy yeah right and he probably got us like a huge signing bonus when he signed there he's like you know what 
<laughs> I'm going to take care of myself and my family and my mental health. Right. And and I'll see you guys next year. Yeah. And I get it. Like for some of these guys, like you're talking a million dollar decision, millions of dollars, tens of millions yeah. of dollars, because this is, so now is contract tolls. And yet you're like, Oh, he's going to get that money a year later. Yeah. But that means he's a year further from free agency again. Yeah. So now exactly. if he thinks he's going to get another contract, you know, I'm not going to sit out and get, wait, I have to wait another year and risk my body another year. And who knows how these guys are going to come back. Right. How, I mean, you know, Le'Veon Bell is the best example and he, you know, he just look eh. So Ugh. like, and I mean, it's a running back position is different than any other position because of the beating they take, but that doesn't give me any, you know, it wouldn't be positive if you're sitting out two years, basically, you're not going to be back on a football field. If we finish December, 2019, you're not going to be back there until September, 2021. Like, I don't know. Like, who knows how they're going to return? If Or if they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, I like uh, being retired, hanging out with my family, and I got $30 million in the bank, so I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> no thanks. Um, it's, it's just crazy. I feel like I say that every podcast, but, but, it's, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> it really is true. Um, well, we've, we've talked a lot of, a lot of ball. Um, something that I, I, I did want to ask you. So I remember – when you got married, I sent you my slow jam Spotify playlist, and now you have a and now you have a three month old son. I just want to ask, like, is there any type of coincidence that went into that? Um, I don't think so, unfortunately. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I do like the. I mean, I you know you you can't get better than slow jams like the '90s slow jams. I don't know, like. And I, I feel like I've fallen off the face of the earth with music, but like, I feel yeah. like it's not reciprocate. Like, where is it now? Like, where do we go? No, no. What happened? <laughs> is, is there was a Tetris fan so low that they can't handle like, I don't know, even like, no, even Usher, where do you go? Come on, man. I need another one. It's, it's, it's not good, man. It's not good. And one thing I hate about today's R&B is like, at least, at least there was like metaphors back then. Like, obviously yeah. they're talking about, they're talking about sex and doing it all that. <laughs> But you know, you kind of had to the lyrics, and it would. But now it's just like, you know, I'm blowing a back out. You know, what I mean, it's like, <laughs> and, and the guy, you know, the got the auto tune, and it's like, yeah, oh, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. The auto tune, I don't want to hear any about anything. I don't want to, like that. Oh yeah. man, don't get me started, man. Hey, look, one more football question I got for you, though. I pretty much ask everybody this: uh, Alvin Kamara, he's on his last, he's on his, you know, last year of his deal. Uh, you know, coming off an injury where he played through, didn't have the kind of season that kind of people expected. You know, a solid season, but not what we expect from Melvin Kamara. He looks to be healthy and, you know, hopefully he has a great year. With this whole running back, do you pay running backs and all this stuff, you know, how do you feel about it? Like, should the Saints just write the check? Because he's going to be looking for, like, McCaffrey money. You know, I, how, I, how do you think the Saints should attack that? I don't, I don't pay him McCaffrey money. I don't, mm. if, if my coach is Sean Payton, I don't pay him McCaffrey money. Mm. I, I just, he, like you said, he's already got a little injury history and he was a beat that Seattle game last year. I mean, I don't mm. remember a guy. I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey is awesome, but I don't remember him doing that ever no. carrying like that sort no. of team over that, over that caliber of opponent in, in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that, but like, I just don't, I'm just not of that mind that you pay that any running I don't I mean I love Christian McCaffrey but at, at what point do how many times do we have to see it over and over and over again 
that you pay a running back and then in three years you're just like why the hell did we pay that running back and if you're the rams it wouldn't even take three years it just i just don't i don't know if he wants that sort of money now if he's willing to take uh derrick henry money yeah i do that sure for sure if i can get out in two years and i and i'm only paying you know and he's got the upside of 50 but i'm only paying 10 per 10 ish per yeah i do that but i don't i don't give him the guaranteed money that mccaffrey got i just don't I don't believe that that's the way you build a roster. Mm, interesting. It's, it's, it's fascinating. I really, I struggle. I, every one day I'm like you, with don't pay him. Then another day I'm like, man, he's so good though. He's closer to the, he's closer to the, the Kim McCaffrey than he is like the Derrick Henry. But I just like David Johnson would scare the shit out of me. If I was that, yeah. like he was so freaking good too. And then as mm. soon as he got paid, he just got hurt. And that's a disposition that you're going to be hurt. You're going yeah. to be hurt. The fact that like a Zeke Elliott hasn't gotten hurt yet, it's like impressive because he takes so many hits. Those guys just take it blasted and blasted and blasted. And I don't know how their bodies don't quit. Like, I, I yeah, don't know. It's, it's insane. I, and I think the spectrum, if you're looking at running backs, it, just for like Kamara's standpoint is you have Austin Eckler, who I'm pretty sure every – agent wanted to kill his agent and wanted oh, yeah. to like <laughs> just like I'm sure what yeah. are you doing to us so you have that end of the spectrum and then you have the derrick henry who's in the middle and then you have mccaffrey on like you know the the, the top echelon of what you can get right i think from i mean i don't know alvin kamara but i know probably he's gonna basically say like i want the christian mccaffrey money I think if they can somewhat negotiate it where it's a Derrick Henry money or a little more than Derrick Henry money, I think an extension happens, but I just couldn't see them getting to the Christian McCaffrey money. Just, yeah, it just, cause I mean, the saints still have, they're going to have to pay Lattimore regardless of what saints fans think of him. Like he's, he's a top 10 corner in the league. Like those players get paid. Yep. Um, they're going to have to play, pay Ryan Ramchek, who's top, what, top three, top two best yep. right tackle in the league. Like, those are players that they are going to have to pay that's going to take priority over an Alvin Kamara. So I don't know if they would look at it in the sense of maybe thinking like, oh, well, if this is Drew's last season, we're going to maybe get some type of, you know, quote unquote relief by not having a quarter, like the same quarterback that's going to be against our cap. But yeah. It's, 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 it's tricky. But then what stops you from just waiting and tagging him then? If that's your philosophy, then I would just wait and see what happens. But do you tag, do you franchise tag him or do you transition tag him? Uh, I'd, you'd have to see what the, I think there's going to be so many people on the market. You probably could get away with transitioning tag. Because I mean, as long as you can match, because there's no poison pill so, anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Like, yeah, yeah. Poison, yeah, yeah. you can't do a poison pill. So, I, I, I don't know that anybody's going to give him what he'd want on a transition, but I mean, yeah. if, if you were, you got to be willing to match at a certain level, you got to be like, okay, we wanted him for a year. We got to be willing to match whatever yeah. X, Y, Z. So if you're like, yeah, we'll go to where somebody will go. Then if not, you just franchise, I mean, franchise, you know, it's like what, 10 million for one yeah. year. And that's your well, starting negotiating crazy. point. And it's not, it's not crazy. And you know, I think that's what you would do if you were like, well, we don't know about Drew. We don't know what we're going to do. Then, then I would just punt it for a year. That's what I would do. I, 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 again, I just don't – I'm not the guy that's going to build a run, run a running back. It's just not where I would put my, my money. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be fascinating. And I've said this – we talked about this in the last – or on the two episodes ago. 
we obviously they added Emmanuel Sanders, but what a healthy Alvin Kamara brings to the offense, it just takes it to a completely different level. It does. It does. But that you have built roster building and on the field are two much different things. And I, I do yeah. love watching him. Like I said, against that Seattle game, I had never seen a running back do that in a long time. That was like Barry Sanders shit. That's it what was, that was. It was That's also that was. ridiculous that Pete Carroll, like afterwards came out and said, like, I didn't realize he was that good. Like, <laughs> like, like an NFL coach who's won a Super Bowl and almost won a, another one said like came out and said that but what whatever this is, this is what talking about same guy that thinks 911 was the inside job i'm not shocked whatever man get out of here Pete come on man um <laughs> sorry anyway um but i mean that's all we had kevin like we we could we can freaking Woo. talk football all night but right so this was got, good man you you have a, a well, your is your is your son sleep like it's just, yeah uh, yeah the wife put it the wife put him to bed right before I came on so yeah um but you know we we appreciate you coming on it's gonna be our goal like I said for us us you Patrick Greg all we'll all get on the episode and and have a mega podcast um time zones cool. or whatever willing and what have you, but I've always wanted, you know, even when I was doing the pod with Nick, I wanted to get you on. So it's good to have, be able to finally appreciate get on the pod and, and talk ball with you, man. Uh, yeah. You can follow Kevin on Twitter at Kpatra. Um, he tends to like tweet like central standard time. Like, <laughs> like he's awake. Like yeah. he's, he's letting those tweets fly. Um, and, you know, appreciate it, man. Um you definitely have yeah. to have you on the pod again sometime. Thanks, God. Yeah, for really sure. I'll be around. It. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You know, I really appreciate guys like you because, you know, you write about every team on NFL.com. Uh, you just wrote – I think you just wrote a piece earlier about, you know, Cam Jordan's, uh, yeah. you know, bullet, bulletin board material, whatever. Right. You know, yeah, and, he was – Oh, come on, let's you know, guys. He was laughing the whole. If you watch the video, he's he knows yeah, what he's doing. He knows it's Cam Joy. It's Cam yeah. Joy. Like that's just yeah. that's just Cam. So we we understand it. So, uh, but you know, you talking, you know, you know about every team. You know about guys that a lot of uh, you know, quote unquote, NFL analysts don't even know about. So we really appreciate you coming on. I enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the discussion. I enjoyed it as well. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. So with that, we're gonna get out of here. Everyone, stay safe. Be good with that. We're out. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.